Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. 3 John verse 2, as we continue this uh, series that is powerful, powerful. I've been enjoying it so much. Thank God for the word, amen? Because of a lack of time, I want you to stay with me as I put this one together and I want to do it quickly. So I want you to take notes. Go home and study it because I promise you, if you don't study this word, it won't bear fruit. I just hate saying it because that's how it works. The Word of God is the water, the soil that is needed for the prosperity that is already within you. The seed is already on the inside of you. And God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be a blessing. God wants you to be well so you can speak wholeness on others. God wants you to be blessed so you can be a blessing to others. The purpose of life is not for me to get my needs met and then to die. That's, that's a sad life. How was your life? Well, I had all my needs met. That's sad. I want us to be blessed so we can be a blessing. I want to be able to see and meet every need I see. Many people come up with many ideas of what is needed and there. There's a billion needs out there, y'all. I'm not anointed to answer all of them. If you saw them, you are. And I pray that you have the resources to be the solution for the problem you see. Hello? And as we've been looking at this prosperity series, I truly believe God wants to see Brazen Grace and those of our friends watching online blessed. I, I really believe that God wants to see you prosper, to, to see you walking in the blessing of the Lord. Amen. To having more than you need. God is not a just enough God. He's a more than enough God. Say that he's a more than enough God. And what I am doing here as I teach this word is I'm trying to get you to change your mindset, not only about the concept of prosperity, but about how to manifest it. Because oftentimes you will see somebody else yielding to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and think that that's a method by which it happens. And so what you end up doing is you see somebody else being obedient to the prompting of the Spirit and make a law out of what they did to get what they got when God may be telling you something very different. This is why it's important that you watch the voices that are speaking around you and speaking into you. Really important. And I want to bring your attention today to number one, the fact that God wants to see you prosper. And I'm going to speak on health in just a minute, in, in just a couple of weeks, not yet. But I, I, I want you to, I want to establish this fact that God wants you to prosper and God wants you to be well. So I don't want there to be any doubt in your mind on what the will of God is for your life. Say this, God wants me to prosper. Say it again, God wants me to prosper. Say this now with conviction. God wants me well. I believe there is something greater than healing. What could be greater than healing? It's called wholeness. Amen. Where the enemy can't touch you. There is something greater 
than always overcoming debt and that is living debt free is that even possible in today's economy is it possible to live a debt free life I used to preach this that debt was a curse I used to say this all the time that being in debt was a curse and I always fought, felt guilty because you know you had the mortgage and you had the car and you had under like oh I hate being I hate I hate being under curse and then I realized that in scripture it is not God's will for you to be in debt it is not God's will for, for you to be in debt but I don't believe it's a sin to be in debt anymore and I'll tell you why because the blessing of the Lord the Bible tells us will cause you to become a lender not a borrower if you are to become a lender then you according to the old mindset you are causing somebody else to be in sin God doesn't lead you to be in sin now I know we come from camps that taught us that stuff it's a sin to be in debt I don't believe it's a sin to be in debt but God wants you to be the lender not the borrower in fact let me take a new covenant God wants you to be the blesser not the expector how many relationships you would have saved if you would just kill that expectation how many friendships you would have not lost because you had unreasonable expectations God wants you to be just a supply of blessing and not the one that's expecting it come on now talk to me people so I don't believe that it's a sin to be in debt but I'll tell you it's a lot better to be debt free it is a lot better to be debt free praise God God does not want you in debt and I am believing that in this series as I speak this word now some of you are gonna get mad at this kind of stuff but I'm believing it that even during this sermon series many of you are gonna be completely debt free you better believe you better hear me now I've already heard testimonies from the church of people getting money crazy amounts of money from the country that they come from they didn't even know was owed to them already in this service promotions all over the place ever since we started teaching on prosperity so you can't tell me that this is not God's will God has been waiting to give you a key so you can unlock what is already yours you better hear me now God is waiting for you to walk in a lifestyle where you are the lender not the borrower hallelujah where people come to you because you are listen to me a storehouse you are God's storehouse you are God's supply house that gives out and distributes out freely because you truly are a manifestation of God on the earth so when people want to pray and ask God for resources they come and talk to you first because you're so blessed you better hear me now say this God wants me to be the lender not the borrower so I prophesy over you in Jesus name may the spirit of the blessing of the Lord that makes you rich break the back of debt off of your life in Jesus name I decree in Jesus name that you will be completely debt free I am even gonna believe that your homes will be paid off your vehicles will be paid off your businesses will be paid off in the name of Jesus may the back of lack be broken off of your life right now let there be no more debt in your life in Jesus name in Jesus name if you believe it say I receive it hallelujah hallelujah why 
so we can be a blessing so you can be a blessing and not wonder how next month's bills are going to be paid do you know it's really hard to be in ministry when you're always trying to raise money do you know how hard it is to focus on praying for people and taking care of people when your focus is constantly on how do we get the bills paid off? How do we get this paid off? How do we, I know ministries that are struggling and striving and that was me nine years ago, 2009, 2010, until God released this revelation of rest and he broke the back of dependency on me, gone. When I yielded my finances to God, God did more for me than I ever could in my life. Some of y'all think you are the Lord of your money. And so you decide how much to save, how much to st store, how much to hoard. And the very seed that is needed for you to walk in your abundance is being hoarded. Rather than being released. That's the difference between being yielded to the Holy Spirit and doing things in your own strength. Well, at least I'm, I'm giving some. That's the mindset of poverty. And this... This teaching is to see how much you have so you don't have to be limited by the fear that's whispering in your ear. How much God has for you. So I want us to look today at prosperity in the old covenant. Can we do that? When we look at prosperity in the old covenant, it gives us an understanding of what prosperity is like in the new covenant. And yes, there is a prosperity in the old covenant and yes, it was glorious. But see, my Bible tells me that the new covenant has better promises. Hello? It's a better covenant with better promises. And if it's a better covenant with better promises, it has better results. Hello? Are you with me? People will tell you to be content with poverty. Your contentment should not be in what you have, but in who you have. So I'm not content with little or content with more. I, it has no bearing on me because my contentment doesn't come from what I possess. My contentment comes from who possesses me. Y'all ain't hearing me preach today. This is really important that you understand. People will come and tell you, well, you just got to be happy with where you are. You, you got to be happy. You, you just being greedy. No. I know who my daddy is. And I know what my father has written off in my name by his son's blood. It's a deed. It is paid. It's mine. And I want to manifest it. Church people will often make you feel guilty for expecting the blessing of the Lord. And they say, well, you should just be happy with, with, with God. And, and see, I, I will prove to you. I have a dear, dear friend of mine called Felix Chivandar. And he showed me this from, turn there to Genesis 32. Let me, let them, then, we'll, then we'll get to the rest of it. Genesis 32. Genesis chapter 32. Are you with me today? Has anybody else been feeling the sense of just this growling, this grumbling on the inside, like right before an earthquake happens, <laughs> that God is about to have an earthquake in brazen grace? Just something is about to break loose. I, I try my best to not bring my hunger out here and leave it at home. So y'all don't think, just people see me all broken and hungry before God and they think, Pastor, is everything okay at home? And I go, actually, everything is great. But I just know there's more. There's more glory. There's more healing. There's more abundance. There's more prosperity. There's more favor. There's so much that God has. 
This is Jacob, the story of Jacob wrestling with God. Remember that? Let's read from verse number 24. Genesis chapter 32, verse 24. If you're there, give me a loud yes, sir. Then Jacob was left alone and a man, notice the capital letter in the word M, a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now watch this, okay? Then Jacob was left alone. Wait, okay. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him. Y'all's Bible must be crazy. Jacob was one persistent brother. He held on to God and God could not prevail against Jacob. Go home. Y'all don't want to hear me teach the Bible today. Look at your Bible in the true context. Look at who's the capital H, he, and who isn't. When he saw that he did not prevail against him, the first two he's are capital. He, the man, he, capital M man, touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. So it's not that he couldn't overpower him. It wasn't a physical battle. It wasn't a physical wrestling. It was more a, I'm going to hold on to you until. Because, you know, God just touched him and knocked the socket out of his hip. So it's not like God couldn't take him out. But this was a different kind of battle. This was a... I won't let you go unless you bless me. Church people will tell you things like it's all about him. It's all about him. Don't go after anything else. Notice he has God in his grasp. He's holding God in his hands. He is holding God in his hands and he still says, I won't let you go until you bless me. Church people would sit Jacob down and go, brother, let me talk to you. What is wrong with you? You are holding God. What do you mean bless me? Notice, God is not offended by Jacob's request. God doesn't look at Jacob and say, you selfish, you, you just want things, eh? No, there is something about the heart of God that loves it when his children pull down on his blessing, pull down on his nature. There is something about the nature of God that when the hour, when you wrestle, I won't let you go till you bless me. He takes pleasure in that. Oh, somebody loves me enough to grab onto me and not let me go until they get what they want. Oh, come on. I wish I had a few people today who knew what the blessing was and who are like, I'm not going to give up until I get what is mine. How much deeper than holding God in your hands can you get? Huh? I truly believe that the church world has been deceived in, unintentionally into thinking that just holding God is enough. And God is waiting for the second part of that. Make a demand on my nature. Make a demand on my character. Make a demand on who I am. Oh, but God, I don't want to be, I don't want to ask for too much. Really? You're going to ask the God of all creation for too much? 
He spoke the world into existence. You're just trying to get a couple of thousand bucks in your bank account. He spoke the gold into the world. He spoke the diamonds into the ground. He spoke the resources with his spoken word. He didn't have to work it. He didn't have to do it. He just spoke it. Everything you need is one spoke away from God. Beloved, he's not offended. He's not offended. I've been treading lightly, as you can tell, the first four sermons. Because I know how divisive prosperity can be, the title of the term. And people are scared of that. But I've come to this side for just a second, if you don't mind. Because I want to break off that poverty mindset on the inside of you. That thinks it's not God's will for you to be blessed. That thinks it's not okay to ask God that if I just have him long enough, I'll get blessed. That's not how it works. You do not receive because you do not ask. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge. Oh, come on somebody. Here is God wrestling. <laughs> Jacob wrestles with God. It was not a physical fight. It was a fight of faith. I'm going to hold on to you. I'm going to hold on to you. It was literally God trying to let loose from Jacob. And God's like, and Jacob is like, I won't let you go. I won't let you go. God could not pull himself away because that's the power of your faith. These lights are bothering me. I can't see y'all. Got to pull my glasses off to look at your faces. Jacob grabs God. Imagine that. He is holding. How much closer than this do you get? How much closer than feeling each other's armpits? Smelling each other's sweat? He is holding God. He is holding God. It's as close as it gets. And now God is trying to let loose. And Jacob says, I'll let you go if you bless me. I'll let you go if you bless me. Verse 26. And he said, God, let me go. Oh, have you ever hold on to him so close? <laughs> For the day breaks and he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Verse 27. So he said to him, what is your name? You think the man didn't know his name? We're talking about God. How do you know it was God? Because if you read, keep reading down. Verse 28. Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and men there was no men there the God was the God that was holding him and have prevailed <laughs> then Jacob asked saying tell me your name and he said why is that you ask me my name and he blessed him there Jacob got exactly what he was wrestling for he blessed him there Notice the thing that had to shift before the blessing happened. He needed a change name. He needed a name change. Jacob was his old name. Some of y'all are still operating under the Jacob to receive the blessing. And God says, no, no, I got to change your identity first. I got to change your identity first. I got to take you away from being a heel catcher, a deceiver. 
you can be a heel catcher and a deceiver and hold on to God and pull down on God and yes that will work but until the identity changes the blessing don't come and the identity is just a name away you're no longer Jacob you're Israel you're a prince now you're a prince now in the old covenant listen to me carefully this is really important in the old covenant the blessing or prosperity was a sign of them living in God's will in the old covenant the prosperity was a sign of God's pleasure with them in fact poverty was a sign of God's displeasure why are we so churchy about attacking finances I said this in the first few series and I'll say it to you again money ain't got no feelings money don't like you don't not like you money don't care money will go to Hitler money will go to the Pope money don't care money don't make you bad money just reveals what's already on the inside of you y'all don't want me to preach today why should there be an identity change before the blessing because in the old identity you don't know how to contain you are asking for new wine in an old wineskin and the money comes but it seems like you just can't keep it the fifth of the month comes and you have nothing left I've been there you got a lot more month at the end of your money some of y'all get that tomorrow Hmm? God is trying to change an identity because until the identity changes the blessing can't manifest dude he had God in his hands he had God in his hands how much closer than he get you've got everything the creator is in your hands but God had to first change his name what's your name Jacob not anymore not anymore because where I am taking you Jacob ain't going to work. The blessing that I'm going to release upon you, Jacob's not going to cut it. That's why I'm decreeing over you, one that is still messing around in sin, you are holy. And you're like, no preacher, you don't understand what I still do. No, 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 no. You have to first receive your change of identity. Jacob did not just suddenly go, Whoa, I'm holy now, I'm a Jacob now. No, no, that's not how it worked. When God said from this day forward you're Jacob, he's like, do you know what I just did to my brother? Do you know I just deceived my father? Do you know what I just did? God's like, do you know who I am? Until you receive that new identity. In the new identity, Jacob, you can walk around being angry with Esau. You can be running around stealing from Esau. You can be the one trying to steal the inheritance from your daddy by putting on the skin. You can't be the deceiver anymore. You can't be Jacob because where I'm taking you is not where your efforts get you blessed, but my goodness will get you blessed. You better hear me now. Where God is taking me is not a place of my deception and my crookery. Kissing up with the boss. That's not what's going to get you to the... I don't know. Craig, are they hearing me today? Am I preaching good today, Craig? 
where God wants to take you this prosperity that I'm talking about in the old covenant when you obeyed you got blessed in the new identity you enter into the identity of Christ why because in Christ it's no longer your obedience but Christ's obedience so when you stand in Christ the father looks at you to see is it done Jesus says done you don't get blessed because of your efforts you get blessed because of his efforts you don't prosper because of your obedience you prosper because of his obedience when you understand that in the new covenant is no longer my efforts my goodness my righteousness it's his that's why in the old covenant God could only bless them when they were in right standing in the new covenant you are eternally oh see some of y'all don't want to hear this you, you want me to tell you to give you a $58 seat and then God will bless you not against that if that's what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do he's asked me to do that many times but see you want a formula you don't want an identity change you want me to tell you what to do so you can get blessed you don't want me to tell you it's one name change away Saul, huh? Gonna have to change that name, boy. Because that name been killing a lot of my people. I'll call you Paul. Simon, huh? Mm, Simon's great. No, no, I love you. I picked you as Simon. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I picked you. I picked you just as you are. But you see, where I'm taking you, boy, Simon ain't gonna cut it. From this day, you are Peter. And on Peter, I will build the church. On the rock of Revelation. Listen to me. Where God is taking you, He can take you because you're still operating with an old mindset. I'm from this camp and I'm from that camp and God brings you to brazen grace and you're still holding on to all the other camp mindsets when God is saying, I brought you here to strip you of your old identity so I can put a new name and a new nature on the inside of you. Listen to me. It is first name and then nature. You've been trying to change your nature so you can earn your name. It doesn't work that way. First comes the name and then comes the nature. You've been trying to become holy so you can say I am holy. No, no. You first receive the name, the righteousness of God. And then you manifest fruits of righteousness. Hallelujah. Give him praise in this place. Jesus. Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Say this, the back of lack. I know it's a very Zacharian line, but say it like you sound like him with his accent. Say, the back of lack is broken in my life. Oh, say it like you really want to see it broken. Say, the back of lack is broken in my life. Abundance is mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Never say of yourself, oh, poor me. And then don't go whining because you're poor. You haven't changed your name yet. Church, you're royalty, man. I said you're royalty. I said you're royalty. You know who your daddy is? The king of all kings. If he's the king of all kings, who is he the king of kings of? You. Your royalty. The royal blood of God flows through your veins. Ah, oh, you didn't hear me. I said the royal blood of God flows through your veins. 
I wish I had me a black guy with a B3 organ right about now. You better hear me right now when I say this. You are not ordinary. You are not simple. You're not just a poor me. You're not just a simple. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are in the likeness and image of Jesus. You are not a nobody. You are a somebody. 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 Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Say, I'm royalty. So hard for me to go on from this point. It's almost like the Holy Spirit keeps bringing me back. It's like because you just don't want to move. So when I come catch this bum and thump some heads, some. Once you get this, he is for you. He's not against you. As long as you walk around like Jacob, running away from people, running from this, running from that, running from here, running from there, running from this situation. You're running, 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 running. God is like, stop. My brother's mad at me. My daddy is hiding. My mommy's mad. I got all this. Uh, run, 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 run. Stop. Stop. Stop running. Stop running. Look at your neighbor and say, stop running. You're seated. Say it. Stop running. You're seated. Oh, this is so good. I'm going to go listen to this tape, pay for it, sow into it, and bless myself. But you shall remember the Lord thy God. Watch this now. For it is He. The word remember is a word of intimacy. The word remember is a word of relationship. It's not think about God. No. It's remember. Do this in it's intimacy. It's not just talking about memory. It's talking about intimacy. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth. Ah! If the money is the devil, then God is giving you the devil. That's not a good God. He gives you power to get wealth. Listen, beloved, money was never the problem. Relationship was. Hmm? As soon as distrust creeps in, God is not for me. He blesses somebody else more than he blesses me. That's what the devil is whispering in your ear on a daily basis so he can put seeds of distrust on the inside of you so you don't believe God likes me. God don't just love me, God likes me. I really think He likes me more than all of you. I didn't just say that openly. Me? I was hoping to hear a few more me's in the church. He really likes me. I don't know if you know this, God likes me. God likes you. God likes you. Okay, listen to me. He actually likes hanging around you. You don't like to look yourself in the mirror, but God likes looking at you. He's fixated on you. 
He's obsessed with you. People get crazy when I say this kind of stuff. He's so crazy about you, he can't get his eyes off of you. Jesus be singing, you're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You be like heaven. <laughs> I wanna. He's in love. He's in love. And he has decided never to go out of love. Okay, read, 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 read. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. I will get to the power to get wealth in another series, in another session. Today I want to go to the next part. That he may establish his covenant. That he may establish his covenant. It was always about relationship. Are you with me? That he may establish his covenant. That say it, that he may establish his covenant. In the old covenant, the blessing came from two things. Number one, the revelation of God. And number two, intimacy with God. That comes from that revelation. Oh, I got so much to teach, but no time. The covenant with Abraham and the old covenant begins with the blessing. With the blessing. And if you know Abraham, Abraham wasn't no saint. I don't want to offend anybody. But the boy had some problems. One of the things that we know for a fact he had was a lying problem. So nobody would steal his hot wife. And so he told everybody, this is my sister from another mister. 70 years later, Abraham says the same lie. I'll get into that next week. And yet it was God who blesses him. God blesses him. And then, obe and then Abraham obeys. Even when Melchizedek shows up to God. I believe it's Genesis 12. God blesses Melchizedek, who is a representation of God, blesses Abraham. And Abraham gives a tithe. Tithe is not you giving to get something from God. It's giving because God gave it to you. Some of you feel like you're doing your duty because you're tired. Can I say something as I close and then I'll continue next week? You promise to be back? God isn't a God who gives grace for you to survive in your misery. God isn't a God who gives you grace to survive in your misery. God is a God who gives you grace to bring you out of that misery. Please hear me. Oh God, take this thorn away from me, Paul said. God responds, my grace is sufficient. God, take this thorn. Three times I beseeched God. And each time God responds with, Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. And theology has been built around the world that said God gave him the grace so he could keep the thorn. Paul begins by saying, Satan buffeted me. God is not going to give you grace to keep Satan's thorn in the inside of you. God's going to give you grace to thrust out Satan's thorn that's on the inside of you. The grace was the solution to the thorn. It wasn't the grace to keep the thorn. Did you know grace is the solution for everything? 
Let me read that. I wrote that in my notes the other day. Lord, I have to find it. It's the solution for everything you need. The Bible says we are saved salvation by grace through faith. Even salvation is by faith. To overcome sin, the Bible says sin shall not have dominion over you because you're under grace, not law. For when the enemy attacks you, my grace is sufficient for you, was the solution to Satan's thorn in his flesh. Grace will kick the devil in its butt for prosperity. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you having all sufficiency. How? By grace. Grace will abound towards you. Beloved, your salvation Romans 1.16 Your salvation The word salvation is the word soteria It's not about getting saved Amazing how we make it all about a little prayer For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ For it is the power of God Unto salvation what is the power of God? You know what the word soteria means? It means prosperity, it means healing, it means wholeness, it means health, it means wealth, it means everything you can ever need for life and godliness is the word salvation. And it comes through the power of the gospel. That's why we preach good news from here. We don't preach bad news. The Bible says that the Jews in Israel, when they came out of Egypt, they would preach the good news, but they did not mix it by faith and so it did not bear them any fruit. What is faith? Your agreement. It's really not deeper than that. So when I'm preaching this, don't go there sitting and resisting it and fighting it and, and oh, I don't know that. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Stay poor. I don't mean that disrespectfully. But I'm passionate about seeing you out of that misery. I am passionate to see you come out of that poverty. I am passionate for you to have enough money that the church will start off with a new building debt free. I have the most generous people. I know it. But I'm going to teach you keys on how to give. Misty was the one who read it today that the generosity mean, means giving above and beyond what's required. The definition of the word generosity. Some of us think we're doing really generous by giving our tithes. God wants to take you to a place of prosperity like you have never imagined. Stand with me, please. Thank you. Thank you for being so patient with this word. I know some of this is a little heavy. But do you receive it today, church? I said, do you receive this word today, church? Put both your hands over your head. right in your bedroom, in your computer, on your laptop, on your phone. Put both your hands on your head and say this, I have the mind of Christ. God has given me a new name.
God has given me a new nature. See, old stinking thinking. You've got to go. I'm no longer Jacob. I'm Israel. I am love. I walk in love. Lord, weed out the old nature. Weed out the people that are part of my old nature. Weed out mindsets, thinking, influences, open doors. Weed out that which is not of you. So I can enter in the promised land. I will not miss my destiny. In Jesus' name. My friend, if you're in this room and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it would be my greatest privilege to lead you to Jesus. If you're here, if you're watching me online around the world or on our future telecast, what are you waiting for? He loves you. He died for you. He became poor, so through him he might, you might be rich. He was cursed, so through him you might be blessed. He became sin, so you might become righteous. Today, will you receive this Jesus? It's free. You don't have to do anything. You just receive it. It's the beginning. It's the beginning. That's not to say everything is going to be great after but you'll never be alone. In fact, you'll have the God of all creation fighting your battles for you. Would you give your life to Jesus today wherever you are? I cannot miss this opportunity. If that is you, just repeat this prayer out loud with all our friends in this room and those of you watching online. Say these words, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am, needing a Savior. Thank you for dying for me. Today I believe you are my God. You are my Savior, Jesus. I give my life to you. You died for me, you rose again, and now you live in my heart. I believe it, I receive it. From this day forward, I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, you are now part of the greatest, most powerful family, the family of God. Welcome to God's family. Thank you. Would you write to us and tell us where you're watching from and how God touched you? Send in your testimony if you want to hear about that. Family, would you raise your hand for the blessing? In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. The back of lack is broken off of you. Pride will no longer keep you from entering into your prosperity. Shyness will no longer keep you from entering into your prosperity. You are blessed. You are seated in heavenly places. You are full of life. You are full of energy. You are full of the blessing. You are creative. You are talented. You are filled with hope. In the name of Jesus, oh, I feel that again. Don't let the enemy steal your hope. Don't let the enemy steal your hope. Whenever bad news comes and it kills your hope, you can be sure that the news and the bearer of the news is the devil. Don't let the enemy steal your hope today. May the God of all hope fill you with hope. May the God of all hope fill you with peace. In Jesus' name, you are full of life. You are talented. You are creative. You are blessed. You are anointed. You are His beloved. I bless you, church. As the pastor of this church, I bless you. As the father of this house, I bless you. No lack. No lack. And I command in Jesus' name, you will be debt free. You will be debt free. In the name of Jesus, the favor of God produces in your life 
exponential increase in finances. You are blessed and highly favored. Blessed in coming, blessed in your going. Be filled with the joy, the love, the life, the peace of God. Thank you, O oh God, for our family. Let it grow every week, I pray. Let it grow every week. It's in Jesus' name. If you believe it, receive it. Shout to the Lord. Say, Amen. Amen. Give God praise. I got two things. I got two things real quickly to do. Number one, I need you to bring someone to church with you. If you've noticed, I've turned up the heat. In 2018, I'm going to stick with you, family, until we grow. I'm going to stick with you until we burst out of the seams in this school. It is important that we grow. Amen. If we're believing for a church and we're believing for all that stuff, we need more people in here. Okay? We need to fill this church up. So y'all need to do your part of calling and inviting people. Family, are we a family? Talk to me. Are we a family? Get those cards on your way out. And I want you to go meet with people. I know many of you are doing it. But I'm going to stick with you. Even if you come and tell me you invited 50 people, I'll ask you why not 51. I'm in that mode this year, okay? So I want you to stick with it. Come to church every week. Fill the church up. We love you so much, uh, Misty. I got, I, got, I got something I forgot to do last week. I, 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 uh, my baby and me been married 16 years, and I want to honor her today. Isn't she lovely? Don't be fooled by the little size. It's a giant in there. Thank you all for your love and your, your greetings. We're so grateful. And I just wanted to bless Pris. So go give her a hug before you go home and tell her happy anniversary. And tell her thank you for putting up with our pastor. Amen. Jim and Debbie, happy anniversary to you guys today. In fact, in fact, happy anniversary to my mom and dad today. I didn't know that. Today is my mom and dad's anniversary too back at 40 something years so it's amazing thank you all for being our family will you bring somebody will you go spread this word let's fill this place up every week amen also also brian Mann got unwell today and you know he's the one that puts it all back so those of you that could give the guys a hand on stage let's break this stuff down put it all back in the trailer we love you we love you so much i love you so much thank you for being my family get on the call on wednesday at 9 p.m god bless you guys have a god-filled week we love you If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.